0: Glass, ice, pour. Hello friends and welcome to Whiskey and Rye. I am your host Ryan Charles Brown. It is good to be back with you again. I hope you've been enjoying season three. I definitely have been enjoying uh, being back behind the mic and feeling creative again. Gosh for a while. Uh, I just didn't feel creative at all. I didn't feel like I had any creative energy, any creative juices. Uh, So it feels good. I feel like I've found myself again. But you know, uh, as I've been talking about this season, as uh, I've been on a journey finding different layers of myself, you know, I guess that's just kind of what happens. You uh, you forget other layers of you and you forget that you have got these things to really love. So all that to say, I'm really happy to be back with you, and I'm happy to be uh, sharing this episode that's really special to me. It's about uh, it's about our son, Reese, uh, and that song that you heard on the intro is, uh, is a little project that I did uh, a few months ago. Um, I have been wanting to write a song for a while uh, about the night that Reese was born. Um, it was just a really special night, and so... Um, I have a friend who uh, did kind of a songwriting challenge, and he he put out a challenge, and uh, and I said, you know what, I think this is something I've been working on for, I've been wanting to do for a while, so I think this is the time, and man, one night I just kind of got in the right space, and this song just poured out of me and I was just sitting in my office just sobbing like literally like wiping the tears away from my face uh as I'm writing down these lyrics just like ugly like ugly crying (laughs) you know like nothing wrong with ugly crying but definitely I was ugly crying um writing this song because um this night, uh, changed my life and it was something that was so beautiful. And I knew I wanted to write this song for a reason. Um, and, and I think it the, the reason is I, I just wanted to protect this memory. I wanted it to last forever. Um, one of the things that uh, is kind of not so great about my family is both, uh, I've got a lot of Alzheimer's. Both of my grandmothers suffered from Alzheimer's, dementia. Um, so there's a good chance that uh, memories and things might slip out of my brain here um, at some point as I get older. And, uh, you know, I don't know which memories you're going to lose. Like you don't know which memories you're going to lose, right? Like that's the tricky thing about dementia and Alzheimer's, uh, is that you don't know what is going to slip out of your mind. Um, and so just God forbid for me, if I forgot what this moment was like, um, I just, that would really make me sad. So um, one of the things that's really special um, about music uh, is, and what it does with people who suffer from Alzheimer's and dementia is it really, uh, it, it triggers memories um, because it helps them find a layer of their brain that uh, they haven't had access to for a while because of this disease and uh, it triggers some important memories. And so I thought, gosh, if I could write a song about the night that Reese was born, then I will have this forever. And if I'm old and I'm senile and I don't remember anything, I can listen. Of this song and boom, I'm good to go. Um, so I I uh, wanted to, to 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 write this song. It was very special. Uh, it was something that was very meaningful to me. So as I'm writing it, I was very surprised that it came out so fast. So I wanted to share the story with you all of how this song came about and um, also share the story of his uh, the night that he was born um, and share some backstory around that. And you know, I'll talk about uh, parts of the song and and why I wanted to do that. But I think uh, one of the other Things that I want to talk about in this episode, and and maybe this would be the real thing that I get at is, um, was I really prepared to be a dad? Uh, and and uh, I think I want to talk about like preparation for for becoming a dad, and and I'll talk a little bit of what that was like for me because, um, you would think when I became a dad, I was in my thirties. You would think that I was like totally ready, and I maybe was over prepared, right? And I was like kind of ready to this, and I was absolutely not ready whatsoever let uh, not even ready to be a dad let alone ready to be you know someone who was uh taking on such a, a-, a active role every single day um after my wife went to work uh, went back to work full-time so it, yeah it was it, this whole song was uh, was a very therapeutic process for me um kind of remembering getting ready what the process was like getting ready um t- and then you know how kind of all of that stuff didn't really matter when he was born, you know, all the stuff that I did and all the stuff that I prepared for and all the stuff that I wanted to do, you know, it all kind of goes out the window when, when you get that call, like, hey, it's happening. Like for me, like I just, I lost everything. I lost my mind. I lost everything. So I want to talk about the 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 realities of you know being ready to be a dad and then um just kind of how this song um is is so special because of that so so i wanted uh, let's think how do i want to start this so let's start with the song because this episode really is about the song um so as i said i was writing this song uh it was a challenge that was put out to me i didn't expect to write it so fast um i start i just sat down one night and the lyrics just started pouring out of me i kind of i This song, you know, I started with um, the chords first, um, and I'd kind of been messing around with this chord progression for a while. Um, And then uh, I usually struggle with finding a melody. Uh, That's probably my weakest skill set when it comes to writing songs, is finding a melody. But it's funny, um, after I became a dad, I'm better at it because... I sing a lot more with Reese and we make up silly songs and he listens to silly songs. And the great thing about kids songs is they're very basic and they don't move around a lot and they they're just like, but they're good, you know, cause they're in a melody and they're simple. Um, so I kind of like, taught myself or retaught myself how to do a melody and how to, you know, write a melody, uh, just by Reese's super annoying kids toys, which I think is really funny. Um, but I would like, listen, I remember he has this one toy And I was like, gosh, I would kill for like a beat machine right now because like this toy has like such a fat beat that it's giving me an idea for like a really cool song. And it's just silly stuff like that that, um, you know, I never thought being a dad would help spur like this musical part of me. But Reese loves music so much. So it's really it's really amazing. So, um, uh, so in thinking about, you know, I, I started with this chord progression, um, and then the, the, I found the melody. I don't know how I found the melody. Um, I actually started with the, what's, what's right now the second verse. I actually started with that first. Um, I wanted to open the song with the line. It was early in the morning on Sunset Boulevard. I think the fact that Reese was born in a birthing center on Sunset Boulevard is really amazing and really unique. And I love that, um, you know, our son was born in Silver Lake, California on Sunset Boulevard. Just really cool. I think that's really awesome. Um, So I wanted to incorporate that in the song because the song is very much him. The song was, he was also born on nine 11, um, which, you know, a lot of people, that's a very sad day. Uh, Obviously there's a lot of remorse. There's a lot of sadness, but for our family, 9-11 is actually a really beautiful day. He was born early in the morning, and so, uh, you know, he was actually early. He was about 14 days early than what my wife and I expected, technically eight days early from the... um, from the, from the like actual date of birth from, I don't remember which there's like three different ones, like your, your test, your cycle and like your ultrasound. And I don't remember which one he was eight days from, but that either way he was early and we were expecting, I was expecting at least two more weeks. So, um, I remember, I remember the day that I got the call, um, I was out um, just doing some errands, and I got a call from Jen, and she was like, hey, um, it was like maybe 10, 11 in the morning. She's like, I've kind of been having some sort of like pre-contractions. I'm not really sure. I'm just kind of timing it, um, but just kind of just so you know, like, you know, there's something, something's going on, and I was like, <sighs> okay, okay. I was like, okay. All right. Well, thank you. You know, like keep me posted, like whatever. And I remember I was going out and doing some things and I came back home a couple hours later. It was like, it's maybe 1.30 at this point, And she was like, yeah, this is not getting any Better. This is actually these these are getting more intense. These are getting worse. I think this is actually coming. And so it hit me. Here we are. It's one o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, two weeks before uh, Reese was. We kind of expected him. Her family wasn't here yet. Her family was coming from Michigan. They weren't going to be here for like another week. Um, it was literally just her and I. And I just remember her telling me like, "This is it. Like, this is really happening." And I just went numb. I, I i wish that i could say it. i was overjoyed i was i just i went numb because i was not ready I was so scared and and i felt like that part of my body when you like are so terrified you can't move you're you're just like frozen and that's what happened I just froze um thankfully i didn't like freak out or or you know whatever and there's no judgment for anyone who did um because guys it's really it's a real thing like i said that moment when, when she tells you, or they tell you, this is it. Like the, this is it. The moment it's really happening, we got to grab the bag and go. Everything changes because you know the next time you come back home, it's going to be different. It's not going to be just you and your partner anymore. It's going to be you, your partner, and now your baby. And for us, we knew that we were going a non-traditional route. So our birthing center had a pretty quick turnaround. So we were. We knew that unless if 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 everything went according to plan and there was a safe healthy birth we knew that we were going to be home like within a day or so so like when i'm getting prepared i'm thinking like yeah i got to clean the house i got to do the dishes i got to be ready like the house has to be ready for when we get back because there's there's no one here to help us out like there's no one you know like we don't even have so i remember um in between uh, going to the hospital and when Jen told me that she was, you know, that this was happening, I went to the grocery store and I got groceries, went to Trader Joe's. Thank you, Trader Joe's, for being there for us um, and got, you know, some food and I got stuff to make um, that was frozen. I got stuff that we could make quick, stuff that we could heat up. I got some food and then I came home and did the one thing that I do that I need to do when I'm super stressed out and that's take a shower. For some reason, taking a shower when I'm having like a panic attack or having anxiety, just it helps. And maybe it's like going all the way back to like being in the womb is like the last place that I actually felt safe. <laughs> you know, like maybe that's what it is. Is like I just don't feel safe in the world anymore. Um, and for, for just like a number of reasons. But I, so I took a shower and I just sobbed in the shower. I sobbed and said, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I, 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 you know, I spoke to myself very negatively, which I wish I wouldn't have. It's like, you should have gotten ready. You asshole. Like you knew this was coming. You had nine months, like you're still driving for Uber. Like you don't have your job. You don't like you didn't like, what have you been doing? Like your child who's depending on you, your wife who needs you, like, what have you been doing? Like you you fucking idiot you know I just said all those things myself and I just cried and I just cried so guys don't do that don't say those things to yourself please it does not help it's it only makes things worse uh your partner needs you to be strong in those moments so if you have to be weak do what I do go take a shower go drive around for a little bit and do that but um do the best that you can to be strong for your partner in that moment so uh and that that looks like not saying all those Negative things to yourself. So I wish I wouldn't have done that. Thankfully, I was able to bounce back. Uh, I took a shower. I cried. I said those negative things. I said, I'm not ready. I said these things out loud. That's something that I would do. I would encourage you to do. Say these things out loud. But name it detainment. If you got to say it out loud, definitely go for it. But I was not ready. <sighs> Man, I was not ready at all to to do this so so I got out of the shower and um at this point it's about three Jen uh is kind of walking around the apartment she's doing okay um and so I just kind of make some food and we're just sort of like waiting it's kind of a waiting game so around five six o'clock uh she then moves into the bathroom and because we're doing uh, a natural birth uh, at a birthing center they want us to come they kind of gave us these check marks to to um to look for and to call them so we we let the midwife know they kind of what's going on um and uh and her sister wasn't here her sister was going to doula for her so i kind of had she didn't really want a lot of my help so i just you know, kind of stayed out of the way and did what she needed me to do. Uh, and she was just in the bathroom, just like literally laboring at home, like a champ, not even taking aspirin, no drugs, no pain relievers, nothing, just, just laboring in the bathroom, just breathing it out. Um, and so, uh, we, we kind of hit our checklist of all the things that needed to happen. And, um, it was time to go to the hospital and it was about, um, it was about 1230 when we left. And, um, so we started to make our way and uh and i remember you know contractions at this point were so fast that we had to uh we had to try to make it from the bathroom upstairs to our to the car and um we we didn't make it. I remember we, we ran down the stairs and by the time we got down the stairs, we had to stop at the bottom of the stairs because Jen had to have a contraction. And then we, she made it through and then we got into the car and then we didn't even get out of the garage and she was having another contraction. So we get to the birthing center and they tell us that Jen is eight centimeters dilated. Now, if anybody Who's listening to this you're like oh that kind of sounds like a lot uh 10 is when the baby comes out and we basically and, and i don't i should not have said we there jen did this all on her own in the bathroom no pain medicine dilated to eight centimeters this is your this is graphic guys but in case you don't know what this is and there's guys you don't know like this is your body just opening up this is her downstairs like opening up on its own to allow this baby to come out. Like, oh man, the 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 discomfort that she was going through, I can't even imagine. So we get there and our midwife's like, oh, you're pretty much ready to go. So um hat just a moment, brief pause again, hats off to Jen. Uh you are incredible. And the way that you did this all on your own was uh nothing short of superhuman. Um and yeah, I just am in awe of the strength that you showed and the poise in this time. So, um, really great job. So we get to the hospital or excuse me, not the hospital. We don't go to the hospital. Um, thank God everything goes smoothly. We're at the birthing center. Uh, Jen heads right into the bathroom and two hours later, um, Reese is there. And, um, man, that moment, um, he came out and, uh, you know, he looked right at us. He opened his eyes and looked right at us like, Hey, Hey mom and dad. And, um, the room was quiet. There were three people in the room four now. (laughs) And, um, our midwife, uh, reset a short cord. He only his cord, his umbilical cord was only 12 inches, usually that, which is a foot. They're usually three feet. Um, so he didn't have a lot of room and we couldn't really yank him because, um, my wife hadn't birthed the the placenta yet so we had to wait for that to come out um so he was kind of just like on her leg like upper thigh like tummy so she he could get the skin to skin um and I was just kind of holding him and and uh he was grabbed onto my finger and he just laid there and they wiped him off and then she she birthed the placenta sorry if that's graphic and um we you know um kind of just put it in this little bag and set it next to us. And he then kind of crawled up to my wife and or crawled up on her chest and started to feed. And after he fed, he conked out. And the two of us, three of us um, just slept there for, for a little bit and just slept. And, uh, and then a few hours later we were, we were home and uh, at six 30. So we left our house at uh, we got, we left our house at about eleven forty-five and by six thirty the next morning we were home with a baby. So that's why I was fucking freaked out when uh I got the news early that he was coming. It was so it was so scary. Um because there was nothing in me that was ready. And, and not, like, what what the fuck am I going to do in two weeks? Honestly, am I going to get a full-time job? And am I going to get everything squared away and have all these things? No. In two weeks, I would have felt just the same way. And I think that's kind of the point. It's, you know, for me, uh, the work that I needed to do wasn't getting a job. It wasn't doing it. It was more mental inside work of getting patience, being able to roll with things, because I think this is, uh, this is just a little kind of thing that I'm noticing in here, a little life lesson that, you know, part of being a father and being a husband is you got to just roll with things. You got to roll with life when it happens. Um, and, it's not about you and it's not about your needs. Um, it's about the needs of your family, you know? And so, uh, while I'm thankful, I was able to be okay in the moment, the, it was the moments after that, you know, weren't, weren't great because I was, you know, uh, I was, I didn't have money in the savings. So I, you know, what am I supposed to do? Do I need to go to work right away? Like, I don't want to work. I can't, I can't leave my wife and my baby here and go drive for Uber, you know, today, you know? So we had to figure that out we had to have some tough conversations conversations we had to adjust we had to do different things um so all that to say um there were there was some of the there was some of the the specialness that i felt got overshadowed by my lack of planning by my lack of all that stuff so i wanted to do i wanted to do a song that would um that would help me remember what a special moment this was and how i just was changed forever um and and how it's it was just one of those things that that never that you even though you think you can be prepared for it you never could Like I said, I'd been practicing doing these uh, different melodies, and I'd been making up silly songs with Reese, so I'd kind of gotten comfortable making up melodies. So um, just being a dad and just kind of being with him and doing, you know, these fun, silly things with him unlocked this creative side of me that helped me be a little bit more fearless. And I think that's kind of something that I wish that I would have been preparing for is been preparing for this idea of just not being so afraid to be a dad and just trying, you know, Um, Reese doesn't care that I don't do things perfectly or that I, you know, don't do X, Y, and Z. He just cares that I try and that I'm giving effort and that the, that I'm being mindful and thinking about him. Um, so when I was preparing to be a dad, I wish I would have been thinking about those things. I wish I would have been thinking about, oh, we can do all of these things together and all the things that I don't have right now, i can still work on them and we can work on them together and it can be part of our story. And now him and I have this really beautiful relationship where I definitely make mistakes, but I come to him and say, Hey, you know, I I'm sorry, daddy. I wish I would have done that differently. We say, I'm sorry to one another. Um, we talk about how we wish we would have done things differently. We talk about forgiveness. He's not even here. He just turned two. So I think it's really beautiful that we have this relationship um, and just being a dad and just doing stuff with him helped me actually write this song. So I found the, um, I found the melody. I wanted to start with the, uh, with the Sunset Boulevard. That's how I was starting the song at first. But, um, The song was becoming just about that. It was just becoming about Sunset Boulevard, you know, and there's a million songs about that. Um, it's more about Reese and and how I feel about him and, and the moment that he changed our lives and changed my life. Um, and I think that's another part is I, I definitely wrote this song from my perspective. I didn't intentionally want, I mean, I, I do talk, say us and incorporate my wife a little bit, but this song I did write from my perspective. So he would have something from my perspective. Um, I will, you know, maybe I'll write a song. Maybe my wife and I will. You know, as we're doing it, we could write something together. My wife is also musical, so maybe she'll, you know, want to write something with me, and we could write something, co-write something together. Maybe like a part two, where we could take the chorus, or we could take the the chords from this song, and she could write a verse or something. So I definitely want her to incorporate a piece. This is from my perspective, so I, I will say that. Um, but as I as I was um, working on this, you know, I was thinking about our relationship and thinking about um that moment you know when i first looked at him you know uh when when he when he just opened his eyes when he came out and he just looked he looked right at me and that that moment i'll never forget it you know because he didn't cry and i think <laughs> i'm going to cry right now uh i think that was one of the things that i was expecting i was expecting him to cry i was expecting this but he he kind of just looked at me and was like Hey dad, you know, and gosh, it was, it was one of those things. Like it just felt like I felt a connection to him, you know? um, And, and, and it, 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 that's something that happens with a lot of dad, you know, cause you, you can talk to the belly and, you know, they start to become responsive. So these are, but you just, you know, these things, but then when you experience them for the first time, it's just really special. And then he grabs my finger, you know, he grabs my hand. Um, and he just holds on and, and just, it just made me feel like he was like, I, I know you're going to protect me. I, I know that you're going to always have my back, you know? And it's like, how do you know that little guy? Like, but he just trusts, he just trusts Cause I'm there. I was there when he came into the world. So he just must know like, Hey, you're, you must be my guy. You know what I mean? You must be the guy who's been, that deep voice that, that I hear, you know, in the belly, you know, I, I wonder if maybe my podcast voice, what the voice that you hear, you know, maybe that was the voice that he heard. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, but I just think it's really special that, um, we were able to have this connection right away and so that this first the first verse really is about that connection uh and and about how really um my heart it says in there my heart leapt I actually will say that I didn't anticipate writing that um lyric that lyric actually came out naturally when I was recording last night um I made a kind of a scratch recording of this originally, and so the lyrics were okay, but I was crying through most of the song because. It was still so fresh and was still so new and I was wanting to record it like really quickly before I forgot it um so the lyrics were not great or the vocals were not great and I'm not a great singer to begin with um so they were definitely not great so at last night I wanted to re-record the vocals um but because I'm not a great singer and because I kind of just get in my head I got a little drunk thanks to some um bourbon and then uh, some Irish whiskey so I was pretty hammered and and uh, I had already sang it a couple of times and I was like I don't like how the song starts it sounds I don't know it sounds too much like a like I'm trying to be like a fake country song or something like I'm trying to be something that I'm not and so I sang the word I'll never forget the way my heart leapt and I was like oh I like how that flows and I like how that whatever so so that That just stayed. I ended up keeping that, and that stayed. Um, But that actually wasn't a written lyric. That was something that I just sang in in the in the moment um, when I was just trying to feel it. You know, I closed my eyes and I and I put myself back in that moment. Um, and that's really how I felt, you know, my heart leapt in my chest when I saw him. I was just so grateful that he was healthy for one and, uh, that he was here and that Jen was okay. And just, it, it was all so special to me. So, um, so I really love that lyric and, uh, I love the story behind it that, uh, yes, I was drunk, but, but it was, but I put myself back there in the moment, uh, and to really feel it. And uh, I love how I love the, 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 effect that it's had on the song now um and then in the second verse i got to bring in the the stuff that is really meaningful these are in the second verse you'll hear i talk about the kind of the 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 details you know the really intricate details of of when we brought him home and what that was like I remember um so we did our skin to skin contact our midwife came in kind of checked everything out and was like okay you know Jen if you want to take a shower we'll measure Reese up and get him cleaned up and You know, I kind of got the room squared away and Jen took a shower. They did all the stuff with Reese, kind of did the things that they needed to do, checked his stuff, made sure he was safe. And they were like, well, y'all are good to go. So time's up. Thanks. And um, so, you know, I remember I remember putting him in his little clothes like we had an outfit that we wanted to bring him home in and we didn't even uh he didn't fit in it first of all he was too small and second of all uh we didn't grab it i didn't have time to grab it i didn't know where it was and we were grabbing things in such a rush so he came home and in something he wasn't expect expected to but um i remember we have this little blanket that was a gift from my cousin that had uh michigan on it um which is really special cuz that's where both my wife and i are from so even though he was born here in california he was wrapped in a Michigan blanket with Michigan on it which is a very much a part of who he is too which I think is special and I remember wrapping him in that blanket and putting him you know in the car seat and gosh I remember pulling out and driving home thank god it was like six in the morning um but you know LA traffic is a bitch, right? You know, uh and we're going to go north um coming from Hollywood, Silver Lake area, like ugh, we don't really know, but thankfully there was zero traffic and I remember just going so slow, so slow. One because, you know, my wife, I don't want to hit a lot of bumps for her cuz we didn't have a donut for her to sit on. Um, you know, cuz if we were we did do a natural birth. She did a natural birth, a natural vaginal birth. Uh, with no pain medicine. So guys, you try to squeeze out something the equivalent size from your PP with no pain medicine. No way. Would never do it. I, no way. Couldn't do it. Not a man on the planet could do it. My wife did it. Like I said, superhuman. Uh, So I didn't want to hit a lot of bumps for her, but also we got this little beautiful baby in the back. Um, But then I remember coming home, you know, and uh, I remember seeing our neighbors, Michelle and Sebastian, you know, uh, I hope they're okay with me using their names on the show. Um, We saw our neighbors and they peered in and they saw them. And then I remember coming home, you know, and just closing the door, you know, closing the door to the outside world. And it was literally just the three of us and we got home, and I remember we took him out, and we just laid in bed, and I put him on Jen's tummy, and we just laid there, the three of us, and so the second verse is is about that, um, about that moment, and um, I was gonna write a bridge. I wanted to write a bridge. Uh, I knew this song needed like a break, but the cool part about the guitar solo is it kind of embodies who Reese is as a toddler. Like when I wrote this song, like he's just like, he's just kind of like the scene in home alone. When Kevin McAllister realizes he's home alone he just runs around the house and he's like, ah, free. Like that's Reese just 24 seven. He's just Kevin McAllister home alone all the time. And he just lives in that ultimate freedom, which is beautiful. And so instead of having a bridge that's more, like, wordy and whatever, uh, it, that kind of is something that's more me, it perfectly embodies him. You know, it's just, it's fun, it's noisy, it's bouncy, it's just kind of crazy, you know, and I love that. Um, but then it also kind of comes down, you know, at the end, and and there are those beautiful moments, and then it builds back up. Um, but, you know, I, uh, so that's kind of the the song and how it all came together. Um I I uh, I I love that it's kind of just like a stripped down acoustic song with with some uh, with some you know fun stuff and some guitar work. But um, really, the thing that I love most about this song is that it just perfectly embodies um, you know that that moment, the the moments that I want to remember forever from when Reese was born. You know. Um, It doesn't have all of the fear and all of the the stuff, the worry, the stuff that I, I want to forget that those memories, if I ever do have a dementia or Alzheimer's, like, please take those ones, take the, take the self doubt memories, take the ones where I take the, take the years where I didn't like myself, you know, um, I, I, because these years that I'm working towards where I love myself, where um, I love what uh, the family that we've been able to create, um, these are the years that I want to hang on to. So um, through songs, and, and uh, this is the second song that I've written about um, family, about my family. The first song I wrote uh, was last year for my wife for Mother's Day. Uh, and this is the second one. And so I, I enjoy being able to write songs for the family about these special moments. And uh, and who knows, Maybe I'll do uh, uh, maybe a, a reprise of this with my wife and get her to record. She actually has a beautiful voice. Uh, if I could maybe get her a little tips, if she doesn't like to drink though. I don't know how I could get her to record. Maybe I'd have to buy her something. So I don't I don't know, but I would love to get her. Uh, she should record because she's got a beautiful voice. Um, but it would be it's it's fun for me to be able to write songs about my family and to write about love, because that's ultimately what I enjoy writing about is love. Um, I grew up an emo kid, um, which is basically that longing for love, you know, and that's, you know, I get to write songs about having love and experiencing love. And, um, I think that's something that's really special. So, you know, as I write more about that, uh, that love has many, uh, facets, there's loss of love too, that I've definitely dealt with. And, uh, I'm sure I'll be dealing with in, in the future at some point. So, um, it's great to have an outlet to be able to, uh, do things healthy in a healthy manner, uh, and to write about things in a healthy manner. And, uh, and I hope you, uh, enjoy, um, this song that I wrote. So I'm I'm going to play the song for you now, and I hope you enjoy it.
1: I will never forget the way my heart leapt The moment that I first laid eyes on you You changed my life forever With the touch of your hand And the moment that You looked me in my eyes But when you turned your gaze Towards me It was a moment I was set free This beautiful little baby in my arms brings a happiness like I have never known. I will walk along beside you and teach you all I can. I will guide you every step of the way, but I'll always remember that day and your ten tiny toes. Sunset Boulevard We were driving home It's barely 6am I was careful With the car seat We wrapped you in a blanket And we laid you down Onto your mother's chest This little child Amazes Me this little boy has set us free This beautiful little baby That I'm holding in my arms Brings a happiness Like I have never known I will walk along beside you And I'll teach you all I can I will guide you every step of the way But I'll always remember that day And your ten tiny toes It that day With your ten tiny toes
0: There you have it, Ten Tiny Toes. Uh, Man, I love that song so much. I love my little guy even more so uh thank you so much for tuning into this episode I appreciate you rolling with me uh through season three though it feels weird to say that we have seasons because I feel like we're just putting out episodes when it's natural and so uh yeah we're we're in the third season though of us doing this and uh third episode so I feel like this one's uh, a real special three and three uh yeah feels good so thank you so much for tuning into this episode thank you so much to the deep west for providing great music um they have two singles out now from their new EP. So make sure you go check that out. And big news from Whiskey and Rye is uh, you can now uh, subscribe to our Patreon, which you've been able to do, but there are some new levels and some new behind the scenes content that you're going to have access to. So if you find that you are listening to this show regularly for $10 a month, you can sign up uh, on the Patreon level for Whiskey and Rye and you're going to get episodes early. You're going to get behind the scenes content. You're going to get live stuff from me. Um, So it's really uh, the Patreon's a way for us to interact one-to-one now. Uh, which I'm really excited about because I want to get to interact with this community a little bit more Uh, because I love you guys and uh, gals and uh, all those in between uh, and I appreciate y'all hanging with me so uh, if you've yet to check out our Patreon I invite you to do so Uh, make sure that you're following us on Instagram at whiskey and rye podcast and also you know telling your friends about the show if you enjoy listening uh, and if you find that you're a regular listener you know telling people about it uh, that's a great way to help us get this message out there so uh, and again uh, Along with all these things, you know, a lot of podcasters uh, they they do really well with five star reviews on iTunes and things like that. So if you're inclined to do that, we really appreciate it. But more so, just love that you're a part of this community uh, and that you're along for this ride with us. So thank you so much for uh, being a part of it. Thanks for checking out this episode. More episodes to come. But in the meantime, check us out on Instagram. Follow us. Uh, uh, follow along with the journey. Uh, sign up for our Patreon and uh, let's continue to build this thing. While we do that, we raise our glass to you. Cheers.